Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Kenny Omega. One Kazuchika Okada. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, much, 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 much more. I'm also the one that can pronounce Japanese things. Exactly. That's why I gave you it. That's why I gave you Okada. I get the nice, easy Kenny Omega. Yeah, I think it's pretty simple to say Kenny Omega. Oh, wait, shit. Oh, man. Fuck that right up. You've been uh, uh, tied up in your own, um, caught up in your own. Yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> some very articulate there, buddy. <laughs> this is episode 189. Uh, we will be discussing She-Hulk Deconstructed uh, later on in everybody book club. I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. To talk about with Mr. Eric Goodnight, my co-host. Say, your your co-host. He's mine. You're mine. Yeah, I, I, own I know. You. I, I fit in your pocket when so, you wear Jinkos, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Only then you're just a yeah. little too big for normal jean pockets. Yeah, but Jinko jeans. Fit, I have NES in one in one back pocket, and then you're in the other one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you play the NES on the monitor that's in one of my front pockets. And we don't go around there. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> just riffing. Some good, some some good riffs there, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. So how how what do you what do you what do you think about comic books? Oh, what do I think about them? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're bad, all of them. Yeah, let's uh, let's not even have that discussion. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we get to uh, our our discussion on She-Hulk, we're gonna talk about some comics that came out this past week. It is time for Weekly Voppies. We of Loppies is the bar show. Eric and I talk about a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, may or may not be a mush meter involved, depending how mushy we feel. Goes from one to five. Our first book of the week is Skin and Earth, number one. Story art and lettering by Lights. The, yep. the musician? The musician. You are correct. Really? Yep. Wow, weird. And Good for her? She has an album coming out that is also called Skin and Earth. So she did a comic book about her album. It's a I, weird concept. I don't know if the album is about like, is it the concept album? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not, we don't rank albums here uh, usually. Uh, at least not when we're talking you, about uh, comic books. When, where's the Where's the Mountain Goats comic book that I know you would read and make me read? I mean, if John Darnell ever writes a comic book, we're sure as hell reading it. I know you would make me read that. That's his, exactly. his books are great, so I, I would hope that his comic book would also be I good. I could not get into Wolf and White Van. Try, I tried twice, and it kept putting me to sleep. Maybe I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Try Universal Harvester. I think it's better. Mm. Although I like Wolf and Wolf and White Van a lot too. So I think it's. It's a. It's a book about a long suffering man playing board games. That's. That's. I think you identify with that more than I do. I probably do, but Universal Harvester has no board games. Okay. It's lots of VHS tapes. 
Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a central conceit of the book is VHS tapes, so yes. <sighs> okay, Skin and Earth, number one, uh, by the pop musician Lights. Um, what do you think? I don't think... She is neither a terrible artist nor a terrible writer, but it's incredibly green, and it's it's one of those things where it's obviously a pretty green creator. It's where they expect you to be as excited about the world as they are and don't give you any reason to be. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's that same mistake that everyone makes that, well, why do I identify with this character? Why do I care about this character? Why do I care about this world? It's just, I don't know. It's an incredibly hard challenge, and almost everyone does this, kind of. I think this is not quite as flat as it could be. It's not, it stirs some kind of emotion, but it's just feels like a, I don't know, not not a whole heck of a lot of anything. Yeah. I think the dialogue is is interesting and sweet and reveals character, but certainly everything up until this one long, like half the book is just this scene with them talking in the woods, which is fine. I think it's the best thing about this story, but there's, I don't know, it's just a lot of world building and nothing really particularly interesting about that world. Yeah, there's no hook. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no hook and there's no reason to give a shit about the character it just is okay here's a girl she's a redhead you like her okay no i don't no you like her no i i really don't she I, she's got a mask okay <laughs> she, she does have a mask that you gotta give me something more than that it's 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 not great yeah the um, but i mean go ahead i, I was yacked a bunch I, I was just gonna say it's if you are if the the hook quote unquote uh, issue one is hey look at this world mm-hmm. you better make your world really really interesting yeah and it's and it's this is not. this is not that this is uh, we've re- of the five books we're reviewing this week four of them take place in a, a in 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 the post apocalyptic sort of setting mm-hmm. uh, well uh, three for sure fourth you could argue I guess but in you it's not unique anymore it's not like oh this is so novel look that we've destroyed our earth and now pe- the last few remaining rich people are sucking it dry uh, that i don't i don't it's just uh, it doesn't do anything for me uh it's mm-hmm. it i was i don't i think it's like it was this is a book of two halves it is that book it was the all her going to school and getting back to her her, her house mm-hmm. and then it is that long her long uh talk in the woods with the uh, with handsome mm-hmm. uh priest is his name he's uh he's got a nice trashy mullet it's pretty awesome yeah and a in a real and the tat he has a tattoo that has meaning for him in a very specific way mm-hmm. um so deep so deep i hope he can tell me about classic cinema i man and and radiohead i wonder if i wonder if he's ever seen godfather oh man tell me about all the things that are important in god or hitchcock maybe Mm-hmm. He probably likes Kubrick. Yes, he probably likes Kubrick. No, I'm just, it, like super pretentious classic cinema. Godard. Uh, 
I don't mind Godard, honestly. I don't mind any of the people that you've just named. Uh, I just, well, I, I just think when you get down in a rabbit hole with that shit, you become an insufferable <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, and like, I wish it would have just gone one of the two directions, probably. I don't like, mm. it, I feel like the, the character stuff is all in the second half and the first half is all about the world. And mm-hmm. I don't, if you were going to go a little bit further with the world and try and put a little bit more unique spin on it, try and get that hook in there, I'd go, okay. And if you try to get a little bit more character in here, and a little bit more like, why do we care about engine so much? Yeah, it's not a good, it's not a great name. Well, I mean, they even yeah, they make fun of it. They, they make, call it out, but yeah. it's like just just give her a better name. Just, yeah, exactly. And if, um, I would actually disagree with what you're saying. I think her strength is definitely not the world building. Well, I think it's all this interpersonal stuff, and the dialogue feels fun and natural i would say lean into that more and let the world be kind of incidental and secondary well i'm just saying pick one i i get that but i'm saying don't pick that one. <laughs> pick the one thing yeah pick pick the thing that you're good at because she's better at it um i think she could also stand to get a better artist but it's not like it's wretched I think, I think it's, it's just mostly fine. It's, uh, that's it is kind of where is, I'm at. No, it's fine, but it looks it looks like an advanced high school student a little bit. Um, I mean, I I would say that she is attempting some pretty advanced things and has obviously worked pretty hard at it. Like, there's more work that's gone into this than a lot of people I've seen, but it's still like it's almost like an outsider art comic, except a little bit more developed than that. It, it's it's naive and crude. I don't like loathe it, but it is it's on the weaker side, I suppose. I I I, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm just a straight up do not buy. I think it's just it kind of just leaves me cold. It is uh, probably worth skipping, honestly. I even wonder what a lights fan would think about this. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm a pass as well. So, Double Do Not Buy, Skin on Earth, number one. Next up is Dread Gods. You have to say it like that. You have that. to say it like that. It's it's contractual. It's when it's in the fine print on that first page. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Ron Mars, art by Tom Rainey, colors Nanjan Jamberi, letters by A Larger World Studios, Dave Lanfear. Dread Gods created by Bart Sears. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he's... I, I don't, okay. I don't understand. But all right. What don't you understand? He's not in the credits anywhere, so he created this, but then he didn't do any of the writing or the art. I mean, ominous is just sort of all these guys. But I I don't know. It could have been a thing that he passed off sketches to him a long time ago. I don't know. I don't Other know. people write his ideas. Bart Sears is. I'm not a huge fan, but apparently he's a huge deal. And I think ominous is his label, isn't it? I have no idea. Well, I have a friend who's really incredibly into ominous and this kind of comic okay um okay well eric are you into this kind of comic no not really <laughs> i have i mean it, i have read worse trash than this um i actually found like the frame bits of the story you know yeah based around this little handicapped guy I found that interesting, and I'm really curious what they're going to do with that. But I think this whole, like, we're big, tough guys, and we're we're based on, like, mythology that everyone knows. 
Like it's not even interesting. Do we really need yet another Zeus? And and it's not even an interesting spin on it. Um, and it's just big dumb comic book punching. This feels I, like I don't know. This feels like an issue zero. I feel like we've read a lot of issue zeros this week. I, I you're probably not wrong. Uh, yeah. It it just feels like. Every, yes, just, the, the yeah. frame story is what is interesting to me. I do not give a crap about these Olympic gods and all this. It, like it's mm-hmm. the exciting thing. The interesting thing is this guy who's in some weird dystopic future in his little, you know, in a weird wheelchair, a tri tri wheelchair, and everyone's fighting for jacks so they can mm-hmm. get get you know live this fantasy life for a small amount of time. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. The actual a bunch of dumb punching with you know myth myth god you know Zeus all that whatever I don't care like I don't care at all it it's meaningless like I, I the part that interests me is well okay so this 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 I don't do we even get this dude's name I think we did I don't know I think they yelled at him and stole stole a stole a wire from him I think said his name but. The entire middle, like the majority of this book, is the with the gods and not with this world. Carver is that dude's name, uh, it, and and I don't. It just makes no sense to me. Like, why would you? I think it immediately struck both you and me as the interesting part of being the mm-hmm. the, the actual dude in this weird dystopia, not the dumb punching with the the gods, demigods, whatever. Uh, I think that's intriguing, but I don't. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know. I, I think about like maybe I'd read issue two, and maybe it will be less of the dumb punching, and more of him Carver trying to figure out what's going on. I just don't have any faith in that. I really don't think that it's going to be. That I think that the basically what Ominous Press does is they're they're a bunch of artists that they do stuff like this, and this is what a comic book is to them. Is it's characters like this posing and fighting like this? Like that's just that's what they want, and they have an audience of people that that's what they want, and it's not going to be any different. I mean, the I am curious, like how they're changing up. Like that that is why the the frame bit stuck out to me is I was expecting everything in the middle from that cover and from the ominous press label on there. Mm-hmm. I was expecting everything in the middle and was pleasantly surprised by that thing at the beginning. But I have no doubt that it's going to just be mostly that stuff in the middle. I don't think there's going to be like they're not they're not um, they're not a bunch of writer creators. You know, they're a bunch of guys whose heyday was in the 90s. You know, still making comics in that style because people still want comics in that style. And, you know, it's fine, guys. I mean, it doesn't look awful. You guys did a pretty good job making a thing that's definitely not for me. But, hey, it ain't for me. Yeah, I think I'm sorry, Matt, too. Do not buy. Mm-hmm. Do not buy for me. Yeah, no thank you for me. Um, still, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Double do not buy. Dread Gods, number one. Next up, Calexit, number one. Written by Matteo Pilazzo Pizzolo. Uh, one of those artists, Amon K. Noel Pan, colors, Tyler Boss, letters, Jim Campbell, flats, D. Kanif, with maps by Richard Nisa. And, fla- oh, what flags? Robert Anthony Jr. and production artist Philip W. Smith II. 
Mm-hmm. Did not realize flags had their own uh, credit. Um, this book might be a little too real for me. Mm. I think that's my only criticism of it, honestly. I I don't really know where I come down on 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 that point. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're politically very similar, you and I, at least some things. Most things, I'd say. Things, yeah. Many things, I would say. We've never really had a point-by-point discussion, but I, <laughs> we we don't um, we don't disagree on the big broad strokes. Um, I don't know. I remember like the Bush administration and how people said insane things about that, and I worry about the overreaction. At the same time. There's some pretty sick shit that's been said, and I don't know really what to think. And I think that how, like, this whole, like, first chunk of this is going to look insane. You know, in, is it going to look insane in a couple of years? I really hope so. Um, I don't know. The rest of the thrust of this story is actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, and not incredibly heavy handed and badly done. No. Um, it, I, think it's a good comic book i think it, mm-hmm. i think it, it looks it really a, nice it, it's written really yeah. well uh feels uh, it has a, a a good scope i feel like it has a, a good you know it is focused on these you know it is i the 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 story it's the plot itself the you know it's not again not super novel like hey it's a courier and he's transporting mm-hmm. a person instead of a thing uh but i don't know they set up these two characters really well i think they're mm-hmm. both pretty interesting uh, you get, I think it has a good hook. I think they, they get a lot of story out in the one issue. And I don't know. It, it, I don't mean like real, like, oh, this is actually going to happen. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm most like, I, this kind of fiction, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm more and more, I'm coming to comic books for escapism mm-hmm. and not something that's going to stoke the fears I already have. Yeah. Like, this is still very good. Um, if, you know, I, what you said, like, in a couple of years, this might look crazy. And I hope that's mm-hmm. true. But my fears are that it's not. And that's why I don't really... Yeah. I don't really want to read a comic like this, necessarily. Like, I'd rather read something that is yeah. more abstract. I think I don't need a book with, like, 15 pages of essays at the end that reference the Weathermen. Do you know what I'm? Do, do, yes, I didn't really. Yes. I didn't really read a lot of it. The Weather Underground. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Well, they, they, um, I mean, they talk about how this was. They started this. They had this idea, and they were started working on it before uh, Trump got elected, and before that, mm-hmm. California, all the election, all that, you know, California's voting record and all that stuff came out. Um, and I guess that I don't. I don't know if you'd call that a happy accident. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I'm a buy, and I'm saying really? that I think so. I think I mean this is a very good comic. I think it does everything it, it, right along those lines. I think it. I think the problems and the rough spots I have with it are probably gonna even themselves out. I I don't know. I don't. I do think it's good. I don't know. How, I don't know. I'm 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 a little soft on it. I think. Okay. That I I find it interesting, and I'm not uninterested in seeing where it goes. But I also kind of don't want to be in this world. 
Right. I understand that. And I, I think like what you're saying, it, it really resonates. Like I really, I really hear that. I think I, I would prefer the dumb punching of the ominous press book to a world that's like this stark and ugly. I don't know. I don't need an even uglier version of what we have now. Yeah. I, I just, I say by only on the quality of the comic book. And I think, mm -hmm. I don't know. I may come back and read it down yeah. the road. I mean, I'll come back yeah. and go like, well, that was a good thing. I'm sure there's people who are, I mean, you can look at just ratings of television shows that cover politics who are gone through the roof is because people are engaged with it now. And I'm sure there's, there's mm -hmm. probably still a very huge market for a comic book like this. I'm just not one of them, but I do want to like, I think Dread Gods is like we just talked about is, uh, is more a comfortable environment mm -hmm. in a comic book, but it's surely, certainly not as good. And I, I, I do, I just want to, my bias merely saying this is a very good comic book of this type. Um, if you are into that sort of thing, you should get it. And I feel like, I, it, it, if it was, you know, if we were, it was 2008 and Obama just got reelected and, or got, just got elected, uh, I would, in this comic book, some like weird, you know, dystopic future vision thing. I go, okay, I'll read this. It's definitely time and place kind of thing. Mm hmm. You saw, are you a soft buy? Eric? Yeah, I would say five. Okay. Five out of five. All right. So double buy. Full on softy. <laughs> double buy. Collects at number one, the much bigger 2.5. Uh, next up is Dark Days, the casting, number one. I can hear that smile in your voice as you say that. It's, uh, I, it's just, it's, you know, every week we get, I get the, some title that has a three colons in it and, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, written by Scott Snyder and James Tinian the fourth, uh, pencils by Jim Lee, Andy Kuber, and John Romita Jr. Ink, Scott Williams, Klaus Jansen, and Danny Mickey. Colors, Alex Sinclair, and Jeremiah Skipper. Letters, Steve Wands. I don't know how this many people that I have at least some degree of respect for can make a book that's this bad. I don't know. It's a, This is... I, I felt like uh, I, there wasn't really a lot of things that were interesting this week uh, mm -hmm. that we could read, and I was just like, well, this is going to be leading into a big DC thing. This, the, yeah. big, the big event, Metal, which is... Don't think a good name, mm -mm. Uh, but let's you know let's see what's going on. It it we, <laughs> when we were reading Scott Snyder's Batman, mm -hmm. and we were talking about the, his Batman machine, <laughs> <laughs> and we were laughing about how awful it is. It's just a weird thing that just is not almost nonsensical. This is this is like midichlorians. That's what this mm -hmm. is. It, 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 it and it's bad. That's not like I. I think like there's stuff in this comic book that like I think the artists. I, you know I don't think any like I. I it. I think when you mix three artists in one book, I'm always mm. gonna have criticism, uh, for the most part. But it's for, like the core concept of it is just. It's like trying to tie in like Snyder talks about it and he's like, yeah, we've been laying like the groundwork out for this since the beginning of my uh, of me and uh me and Capullo's. Batman run of this, all this stuff interweaving and we're finally getting to tell that story. And I don't, I don't want it. Mm -mm. So you're saying there's, you're, you're saying this book has a concept, really? I mean, they're Batman's going after this weird metal thing. I don't know. Well, I, the only thing I was able to glean from this is, oh, here's a whole bunch of characters. The gang's all here. 
And everyone's like, oh, there's a thing on the horizon. It's scary. And it's there's a lot of words, I think, to say to say that. Well, no, I really all I took from this is nothing really is going to happen. And we're like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Read the other books. I mean, yes, that is that is what it's saying. It is saying here is some here. Go read all of his. I'll read read all the Batman. uh, Read Mm -hmm. all these. Read all the 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 Dark Days books before this, and then read all of them after, and read metal. Uh, You need to read all these things to get all this deep mythos about Batman, and that's a thing I don't. A lot of people seem to love the idea that oh, Batman was this identity forged in Gotham, and it, mm-hmm. it, it he Batman was not necessarily it wasn't some accident that he became Batman. All of this was some deep deep destiny and fate and all that stuff tied into it, and yeah, and it's some mythical idea that there always was a Batman, there always will be, and 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 the and the Joker's bit about him yeah. finding all that stuff and he coming back to life and then now he's it's his weird like tying all that stuff in and duke being tied in all this too uh it is a thing i've never found interesting about batman i don't like the idea of of him having some giant like overarching destiny and mythos tied into him like the idea that oh we always will there always will be a batman and they're in like the idea that of i don't like the court of owls honestly i don't like that idea too much i i think my the best batman stories i think are ones that are closer to ground level yeah i don't even know what is what even is this trope of there always is 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 it highlander like where is this where what are they mining that they feel like they have to mix this in with fucking batman now um i don't know i mean it's where where is this shit coming from why do they think they have to do this I don't. It's got to be fucking ancient magic bullshit. I don't. I uh, immortal jokers. I I don't know. I mean, there's. I think some of it, like I don't know. There's Ra's al Ghul is, you know, he uses the 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 what's the the. Lazarus. Is this just the fallout from like the Grant Morrison stuff? I mean, what, I, is this what caused this? I think Grant Morrison started some of this. I don't think. I think this is just growth out of that. I don't think that he. You know, great more. I think he should he should take all of this and drug-addled Magneto and lock it in a box at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I I like I like Batman just being a guy who solves crimes yeah. and like yeah and takes care of people and has a big front about being a a, a a dick, but then you drill down and it's actually he's a good person. Like I don't like the idea that Batman is some myth. And that mm-hmm. he's always been, and there always will. And Bruce Wayne was destined to be Batman, and his parents' death wasn't an accident. And I don't, I like simple idea of no, he was just a rich kid, and his parents got killed, and now he, and then he channeled that rage into becoming uh somebody who fights crime because the cops wouldn't do it. Like yeah, pl- plain Jane, Year Zero, Batman. Like it doesn't have to be this complicated, and. Adding in like, oh, there's a sacred metal and there's, it's about Shazam and what, what, what is, what do you mean it is? Well, no, Mm -hmm. I don't, this is all nonsense. It's just a whole bunch of fantasy mixed in with Batman. It doesn't make, he, he dresses up like a bat and he fights crime. It's okay to just say, just to have it be that. 
I don't, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to, that was fine for a long time. I, I, I don't need this, like, epic, like, you can do a lot within the, the constraints of, hey, he's a dude that fights, he dresses up like a bat and fights crime. He's a, the wealthiest man on earth, or one of them. Like, there's a lot there. They've done a lot of it. I mean, I, I think, frankly, you, I read the Tom King Batman stories, and they go a lot of different places. But at the end of the day, it's still, he's just Batman. He's, he, there's, yeah. there's no, like, there's no, like, uh, overarching power structure, some conspiracy about him in Gotham. There's no, you know, he's not trying to uncover Lazarus pits that are somehow underneath bat, uh, underneath a bat. Like, it doesn't, there's none of that. It's just, hey, I'm Batman. I'm trying to help people. I'm fighting Bane. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think a lot of reason I like Tom King's run is not like it's spectacular, but it's just solid, good Batman. Well, Tom King will find a round peg and put it in a round hole. And I don't even know what kind of fucking hole Snyder's looking for. I think it's weird that Tenyon's so wrapped up in this because I like Tenyon stuff. And I think that I don't know. I don't I don't this is just. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a whole bunch of no thank you from me. Well, I think that, I don't know, it seems like Snyder, well, because there's going to be tie-in books, and Snyder can't write them all. Mm-hmm. And so I believe, I, I'm guessing Tinian is going to, and he's involved in this so that he will be, you know, probably involved in the metal event writing tie-in books. Which, I think, which um, probably you and I will like more than the Yeah, no, central of course. Metal I was books. literally about to say the same thing, that a lot of the times, um, Tenyon's backup stories in the Snyder books were better than the Snyder stories. I'm I'm a do not buy on this book. I don't. I think it is it, it, from the ground level. It is just a bunch. Uh, it's it's a Batman that I don't. I barely understand. Like I don't understand the appeal of it. I don't understand the need for it. I don't need Batman to be this big. I don't need. I think the roots of it are in probably Grant Morrison's run, and then they Snyder took the reins and went his own direction with that. Yeah. Um. I don't really like either of them, honestly. I don't. This is also book yeah. cost five dollars. Uh, do not buy. Hard pass from me. So double do not buy in Dark Days. The casting number one. Fun. Our final book of the week, Eric. Thank God it's finally over. Is Centipede, number one, written by Max Bemis, art Ian Marin, colors Chris O'Halloran, letters Taylor Esposito. So we get to watch um, commando scientist Mark Marin fight spiders. I did it. That's, yes, actually. That's, they should have just made that the pitch, honestly. That's that would the... have been, like, I, I think if he was, like, as, exactly as shitty and ironic as uh, as Mark Marin it would have been more enjoyable. I think that's true. I think that's the problem. Yeah. I think Mark Marin is at least like so self-deprecating and like mm-hmm. and openly hateful about himself. Like I think yeah. that'd be more interesting than this kind of like ambivalent like yeah, uh I always wanted to, I read about this first of all this isn't earth. Like uh, there's a lot of weird things that just get set up with this book. It's and mm-hmm. I don't think much of it works. Yeah, it's um and it's about centipede. Like, why are you trying to apply this kind of story to that? That I mean, I don't know. That's like going so far back that there was barely any kind of character in a game at all. I think that these are really weird. There's a there's a couple of these different things. What's the 
it was a couple of weeks ago it came out, Sword something. What, do you know what I'm talking about? It's one of the other Atari books. It's just like, why do this? It was like eight pixels. That's the character that you're creating. <laughs> I, I it becomes this. I think there's like there's I like there's seeds in here that I could go. Okay, that could be interesting. Mm. But then they go the entirely opposite direction that I think you would go in. Like there's this. Okay, okay. Start. We have an alien world. There's one guy left on it. He was always obsessed with the monomyth. Obsessed with Joseph Campbell that he gleaned from weird signals, and you know you could have him try and embody that openly. And just have him become that full-on monomyth character, even though he's really, like, he himself is not, you know, he's in a real place. He's in a real world where you, you obviously, it's not fiction, at least he's not aware that it is. You And he could try and do that. And you could have a full-on, like, kind of parody of the hero's journey. I think that could be interesting. You could, I, I don't know, do something about the, like, the fact that Centipede is a video game and make fun of that. There's a lot of directions you could go, but this guy talking to us openly, like, and we're like, is just acknowledging us as an invisible friend. I don't, I don't like that. And I don't, he's just not, he's like the most bland guy. He is every single person I knew in my lit classes in college. <laughs> he's every dude. He's every dude in my lit classes who love Joseph Campbell, who are also incredibly boring people. <laughs> He's not, he's the, op this is the opposite of the everyman. That's the thing, like, I feel like he's, if it was trying to say something about the everyman by making this guy terrible, okay, I got it. But this is, it, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just like, hey, I'm, I'm vanilla man. Look at me. I have a beard. I'm going to fight spider aliens. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. We're going to, we're going to fill in about four or five pages of this book with nothing so that we can have the last page be the reveal of the centipede, which isn't even that, that effect effective, really, honestly, I, I, you don't need to buy this comic book. This isn't that good. Mm, comic books are bad. Sometimes. It's Certainly this week. It's, mm, yeah. Well, five number ones. Mm-hmm. Four strikes. Yep, you're out of there. You're out, baseball. Four strikes, you're out. Baseball analogy. Did they make it a first on a pass ball? Maybe. No, probably not. So double do not buy, centipede number one. Thank God that's over. <laughs> Gotta have something to talk about, Eric. That's true. Got a hot topic. Yep, just like that store. I guess. Well, we can move on, Eric. Let's do it. Let's move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about what we've been up to during the last week or so. Recommendations, nerdy things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Eric, mm -hmm. what's going on? I watched Castlevania again. <laughs> <laughs> and Predator. I don't think I can check in with those things. You could, hey, we, I could talk with you for like two hours about Predator. I, d I don't know that I could mine it for that long. It is a really good movie, though. And the guy that played the Predator was like seven foot six or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I did buy it on YouTube, which is a pretty good idea. If um, you've never done that, what do you what do you buy your videos through? Your streaming videos? Streaming videos? Yeah. What service do you use? Uh, I mean, if I'm probably iTunes. 
If anything, or what do you uh, what do you watch them on your television with? I don't uh, I don't well, I don't watch things. I generally don't. I mean, like if I'm watching something on TV, it's just through Netflix or uh, through a Blu-ray disc. Mm, I don't like discs. I'm done with uh, physical media. I think. I but I think I think the reason, like, I mean. YouTube is a really good idea because almost everything you can get a YouTube app. That's true. Whether you're using a a, um, a Roku or a Fire, Amazon Fire, or I mean any uh, the, the the Apple TV. If you're using any of these things, you can get a YouTube app, and you should be able to watch your uh, your YouTube content on there, even though it's through Google. A lot of these things will lock out a Google um, ecosystem, like you can't. You can't watch like Google Play stuff on your Amazon Fire because everyone's fighting. <laughs> and it's dumb and it's really annoying. Anyway, I I think I'm everything I'm gonna get from now on. I'm, if I if I need to buy it to watch it, it's gonna be on uh, uh, YouTube. All the pricing is pretty much the same, and I don't think that that YouTube is going anywhere. I think it'll it'll it will change, but I don't think it's gonna go anywhere now. No, but it it certainly works out pretty well for me, and it's portable because all you can do, watch it on the website really easily. Is Predator still a good movie? Uh, yeah. Turns out there's big parts of it that, like, particularly in the beginning, that I don't remember very cl- very clearly. I'm like, this seems really new to me, really different. And then it got to the part where, like, they arm wrestled in midair. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. This you is Dylan, familiar. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How are you pushing too many pencils, Dylan? I kind of just want to buy, like, those bad, like, 80s and 90s action movies. I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling nostalgic for, for this kind of crap. Predator is amazing. Had to get like had to get no, it is, but it's also terrible. No, um, I refuse. No, it, it's ter- it is terrible. No, it's amazing. I mean, so RoboCop. No, so's, no, how dare you, uh, you blasphemer! These are all really dumb movies. I mean, they are they are great, but they're also really dumb. Like it's okay that they're dumb. I like them. I would say <laughs> I would say I love Predator. I know you do. Did you ever see that article? I don't even remember who did it, but they said that most men surveyed, you know, they enjoyed, um, uh, they said a, a life well lived with a loving, a loving married partner is not as good as Predator. I mean, Predator's only two hours. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's hard to wait, like, seven, like 50 years of your life, basically, versus mm-hmm. two hours. I don't think that's a fair comparison. It was just a funny headline. I did not actually read the article. It might have even been a joke on uh, The Onion. I don't recall. Uh, anyway, that's a, a thing that I had been on the fence about. I certainly had uh, been buying things on one thing or the other. I have stuff bought in iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and now on YouTube. And I think I'm just going all in on YouTube now because, I mean, I can't. I'm never buying another album on iTunes again. Um, like, I don't even know that I can re-download my old albums. I, I don't know. I think a lot of these these companies just really miss the point. So I guess I'm checking in with a rant on uh, streaming services. About platforms? Yeah. Yeah. Infrastructure? Yeah, that's really about it. 
I was in a uh, I was in a, a show at a gallery this weekend. First real gallery. I was gonna say you went to a thing. I saw your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Your story I, uh, on Instagram. I, I did a story for the first time ever. Apparently, that's the thing you should do rather than put it on your profile page or do both because the story thing is right on top, mm-hmm. and the algorithm might not show people uh, the your actual Instagram pictures. Or video. It's a weird thing, but like it's it's like live video, which we should actually get back to doing again. But it's just a thing that's like hot now and they're promoting it. You know, the stories, they're promoting it. So it gets they they put it in front of more eyeballs Mm -hmm. rather than doing the same old, same old. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily better, but, you know, take advantage of it. I actually bought a, um, a tripod for my phone to uh, live stream drawing and stuff. So I think I'm probably going to do some of that in the, in the coming up weeks. <laughs> so hopefully it's making more art and doing more things. There's not a, I don't know, not a whole lot of media and things that I'm getting to to digest. I'm going back and watching Predator. Hey, Predator's great. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm trying to think of other movies that I need to get on streaming. Probably the first two Alien movies. Those are very uh, good. They're they're really awesome movies. I have them um, on Blu-ray di- physical disc as well. So over, <laughs> so over discs. I th- so just done. I think for specific cases like things that are truly great that I will watch once a year forever. I'm I don't mind investing in a physical media. I get that, but I don't see any reason. I mean, I just have it with me wherever I go. Forever, well, I mean, if you, if you want to, I'm really not this type of person, but there are the, the, the snobs who want the highest quality possible mm-hmm. and bandwidth restrictions are still, I get that. you're it's not going to get, predator, though. I, 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 again, I am not really, I don't, I can't tell the difference between ba- like basic HD and Blu-ray quality HD and ultra HD. Like there's, yeah, there's, but there's, there's people there's... with 4k televisions who want the absolute best quality mm-hmm. they buy $300 UHD players and they buy the new the the, the new UHD discs which are even mm-hmm. better than blu-rays so they want the, yeah, the I, best I, of the best I, I am I am not a, an insane person I'm sure it looks amazing um yeah no thanks I'm fine I'm, <laughs> I'm good I'm I am I'm good I'm good got to get the god why do I want to watch the first ninja turtles movie all of a sudden that this I, makes me want to watch bad movies. See, Predator, I say, is a great movie. I would that I that I love with no qualifications. Tease me. The mm-hmm. first Turtles movie is a bad movie that I like, but it is bad. Yes, of course yeah. it is. But I still like it. Yeah, I still like I, it too. I even kind of like the Mario Brothers movie. Whew, I can't go that far. You're it's a bad movie. You're on your own with that like one. It. That's fine, man. I got those boots and old bob bombs <laughs> and. Weird mushroom shit everywhere. It makes no sense. You can just play Mario. Shrink their heads and they turn into dinosaur men. Yeah, just like in the video game. Yeah, that's exactly like that video game. Hey, Eric. What's up? I saw Spider-Man. Okay, that's what I should have done. Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. The new Spider-Man. You want to give me the spoiler-free review? Spoiler-free review is, is very good. It's a it it. I have heard nothing bad about it. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't have, I really have, like, I, I don't know, I, I haven't seen a, I guess, I don't think I've seen 
a superhero movie that has knocked my socks off in a while now. I think uh, Winter Soldier is probably the last one that I went, wow, that actually impressed me. Um, and I've seen a lot of them in between before, and they're all good. I think that's the thing. Like, and this, I think the thing that Tom Holland is finally, I think they've met, they found the guy who is actually like, I feel like is Peter Parker. Like, uh, the two, um, what's the other, the other two, um, Andrew Garfield and, why can't I think of his name? Toby Keith. Toby McGuire, my wife helps out. Uh, Toby McGuire <laughs> and Andrew it's, Garfield. It's Toby Keith. She's wrong. Toby, Toby Keith, the country singer, was a great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I loved him in Spider-Man 3. Original Spider-Man 3. Uh, I think they are, they had like bits and pieces of what Peter Parker was right. I think Tom Holland actually is, actually really embodies Peter Parker and Spider-Man really well. He does both halves. Uh, wonderful. It has a great sense of humor. It actually feels like high school. Like the the high school bits actually feel like actual high school. It doesn't feel like, hey, I'm a 27 year old man playing a 15 year old, mm-hmm. and all these people, all these extras are also 24. It actually feels like a bunch of high schoolers in high school doing high school things. Uh, I think the actually the weakest part of the st- of the movie is probably Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. All his bits. I felt like they didn't add a bunch, mm-hmm. but I, you know, he's there probably just to tie in, just to keep the the connect the thread between the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe and Spider Man there, which I understand. I th- he's also kind of a figure for Peter to look up to, another hero that Peter could you know want to be aspire to. Um, honestly, I think this is probably the best villain since. I don't if you count. I don't know if you count Bucky as a villain. He's a villain for part of. You know, for mm-hmm. for most of Winter Soldier, but he becomes a hero, like you know, just like comics. Uh, if you know, I I don't count him necessarily, but I would say since Loki, uh, Michael Keaton is a terrific villain. People have been saying he's uh, he's pretty incredible. I kind of feel like um, we've kind of forgotten Michael Keaton's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I didn't watch Birdman though. I imagine it was great. He's really under i think he yeah. his his range his versatility as an actor mm-hmm. i think is underrated uh even still like i think even with all the acclaim he's gotten lately uh and it, i don't know he does a there he does a terrific job as they never call him the vulture but that's who he is but uh he yeah. does he does a really good job they do a good job of establishing him and he works he's not he's not mustache twirly he doesn't seem ridiculous he seems really which I, you know, when you say, "Oh, they're doing the Vulture," you go, "What? The Vulture?" Uh, mm-hmm. But they lay the groundwork for more Spider-Man movies. He does it. He's terrific as a villain. There's actually uh, a, there's a reveal that I I was told that there's a reveal. You know, just on Twitter, people mentioning that how good it was, and I'm like, okay. But and they're like, and it blindsided me, and it blinds it, and it it it's really it's a really really effective reveal that you won't see coming. Um. I don't know. It it's a good Spider-Man movie. Probably I don't know if it's some people really I don't know a lot of people really like uh the the Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire and Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Uh the, I don't like it nearly as much as most people. I think this is the best Spider-Man movie yet, so far. Um I think everyone should see it. Really crazy opinion I have that this mm-hmm. is a good movie. That's uh that's pretty uh it's pretty risque, man. Are you I, sure you're going to go out on that limb? I I am. You know me. You still don't like Doctor Who, right? No, I I still I I tried it. It's just not. I don't. It's just not my thing. 
you heard the announcement already today, uh, yeah, I suppose. I'm, I'm, I mean, it, that's fine. I'm cool with whatever. Yeah, I, I'm mostly neutral on it, honestly. I don't, I don't really care about... I don't care at all, but, you know, I'm glad for people who want that. A woman, a I female doctor. Like, I, yeah, I, I wish feel you, those exact words. I feel like they should have done it, like, probably two years ago or three years ago, but before this last doctor, but I don't know. I think that... Um, I don't know. People are annoyed with Moffat, and I think it's just because he's gone on for too long. Uh, not that I mean, he was certainly very good in the early um, uh, Matt Smith days. I think it was it was very good, but it just it was just too much for too long. I don't know. I I, def- I think the world has sort of stopped caring about it. I mean, I still know a lot of people who are really dedicated to it. Who really? Yeah. I don't. It was kind of a it was kind of a zenith, um, in the the uh, the Karen Gillen or whatever her name is. That's almost the same as Kieran Gillen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it, her and Matt Smith and uh, what's his name. That was really kind of like the biggest and sexiest that it got, and I think everyone just sort of stopped caring and just went on for too 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 long. Everyone's just so so over it. I don't know. If it re-energizes people and it's good, I'm all for it. I think that's really um, where I'm at. It's just like, yeah. I'm where I was kind of like the very idea of the Doctor Who is kind of boring to, after like those first few seasons of, you know, you get through the first few Doctors that of the Moffat years and it's just like, oh, it's another, like what more stories you're going to tell of this mm-hmm. intergalactic, like giving, making a woman is, could let you tell better stories that aren't just i don't i don't know about better but certainly at this point fresher different yeah different and fresh is is i think what it needs i think they can tell a good story with literally anybody in the seat um i actually was really rooting for like a black guy you know several seasons ago and that never materialized um yeah i mean that's i mean I uh, I think that I think that's that's I I think what a lot of people's complaints were is that you have this character that could be anyone and you just keep picking white British dudes over mm-hmm. and over and over again and it's just like well why not try a different person yeah. like why not pick a black guy why not pick a woman yeah why not I think you know absolutely I um. I don't know. It's not stupid, and it's not like not canon. It's they had certainly teased things like this before in the story. So like I, I don't know. I can't be excited about it, and I'm happy for people that are. It just seems like a dumb thing to be excited about. I, I, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's more, uh, I hope it's more Lady Thor and less Lady Ghostbusters. <laughs> I. Did you ever end up watching Ghostbusters? No, I have not. Ever. Still not a great, still not a great I, film. I think I just got a bunch of, I heard much of middling yeah. reviews, and I went, mm, I'm okay. I still think there's one good Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I I agree with that. And then there's the other, there's all the other things. Yeah. That I'm, I don't like Ghostbusters that much, honestly. Like I think I don't. It's I, mine, I, I think I think I like that first movie, and that's about it. Which I think is what most people do. I don't think there's. Uh, I think that's the thing with Doctor Who. Like I don't. 
yeah, it's not my thing. You can do whatever you want with it. it. Doesn't really affect me. I think that's yeah. The, I, I think there's a lot of I don't know, uproar about things that whatever doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm more upset therapy. about live action Aladdin than I am about. Why? Okay, let's let's chat it up about that. Oh, oh I thought you, we were moving on. Hmm. Oh, you want to talk about live action Aladdin? Well, since you have opinions on it, yes, I do. Okay, I want to hear this. You didn't see the though the casting news got released yesterday. They found they found their cast. They found well. They have they announced the genie Aladdin and uh, Princess Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know either. Uh, I, the, the actors playing uh, Aladdin and Princess Jasmine, I don't know who they are, so they might be great. Uh, and that, my problem isn't with them; it's with the genie, who is Will Smith. And I don't think I don't see that. And frankly, who the fuck are they going to get? Jim Carrey? I don't. Maybe something that another uh, lesser known person that is not going to just could surprise you. I, again, I guess I understand why they pick Will Smith because he's yeah. widely recognizable. And but frankly, why why are they making this at all? Like um, it, money? Yes, money. Thank you. Yes, that's thank you for beating me to the punch. I I, I, I know, to... like I know why. Yes, because they. Yeah. But that's the reason. Like, hey, that animated like it's a big part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But that's not the. I, but it's good. The uh, animated Aladdin movie is good, and I frankly I don't see how you improve it by making. There's no. There's nothing it didn't say that you could say with a live action movie. Well, did they made Beauty and the Beast, and I'm sure they made their money back. They did. Why the hell would they not do this? Also, like, Guy, there's no reason not to do it. Guy Ritchie is directing it. That's bless a, his heart. That feels very strange. this is all he does now i know that's what i like my wife told me it's hey it's guy richie i'm like yeah he's just kind of a mercenary now he just kind of does does these studio pictures yeah he doesn't care doesn't make good movies anymore (laughs) he doesn't he doesn't yeah i mean we'll never get we'll never get another another snatch unfortunately we're lock stock. I like I like those both those movies are really really they're, good. They're good. They're good. There's a thing that I think was really important to me at that time, and I wouldn't mind seeing some more dumb British gangster comedies. I want Edgar Wright to make one now. Have you seen Baby Driver yet? No. I need to see it. A, yeah. Heart is good. We're both behind the times. I've heard it's very good too. It's good content coming out. It's almost like it's hard to live your life around it. If you want to do other things. Mm, like live. Yeah, like live. Uh, G1 Climax starts in 12 hours, roughly. So what does? G1 Climax. Uh, it's a J- New Japan New, New Japan uh, pro wrestling uh, tournament mm. that takes place over 20 plus days to determine who will wrestle for the champion, the, the, IG, the IGWP heavyweight championship at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Uh, neat. Mm-hmm. I always say I need to watch more wrestling. Yeah, well, for the for the low low price of roughly nine hundred yen a month, you can get gain access to new New Japan Pro Wrestling World, where they stream all of their stuff. Roughly, mm. roughly. So if I can scratch up nine hundred yen. Nine nine dollars, roughly. I I am subscribed. We talked about it. We did. You're, uh, you're really making me want it. Actually, it's really good. Uh, we can, you want to, let's, let's move on here. How about that? Let's, let's keep talking about inconsequential shit forever. <laughs> we can, we could do that. I mean, I mean, that's, you could, you want to be like a long subtitle to our podcast. Mm-hmm. 
let's talk about inconsequential shit for forever. It's a good one. <laughs> we can move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like you would a book club. This week we're reading the recently retitled She-Hulk Deconstructed. It's the first uh, first arc from uh, Mariko Tamaki and Nico Leone. Uh, Jennifer Walters, um, freshly out of a coma post-Civil War II, uh, dealing with the ramifications of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we read the first issue. You had a fundamental problem with it. Yeah. I don't remember how vitriolic I was about it. I mean, I don't... Making it seem like I was a rage monster about it. No, you weren't a rage monster. You were just... Mas- you yeah. were like, I think basically you're like, this is not my She-Hulk. This is not my Jennifer mm-hmm. Walters. Um... So they finished the first arc. I thought it's an interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Um, and I, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of discussion to be had. Uh, how do you feel? How do you? What do you? Do you have? Are you still the same way after that first issue? After the the this arc? Well, I would say that uh, two things are different now. One, we have read uh, more Mariko Tamaki work, uh, which was so far. I mean, it's a strong contender for my my favorite book so far this year. In uh, that this one this one summer, that's the correct title. That is correct. Yeah, uh, amazing book. But I kept thinking back on this and about that vulnerability, and I think it does redeem itself. I mean, she is a strong writer, um, and it does make sense. Um, with sort of this inner work of dealing with this trauma. But I don't, I, I don't know. I still, this is a slightly different She-Hulk. You know, this, the, the in my mind, um, in my mind, uh, Jennifer just would not, she would bounce, she'd be more resilient, you know? But I don't, I don't mind what this is doing because it does it very well. I still don't see her as a very vulnerable character, but it's still an interesting thing that it's doing. You know, and it's still probably the best thing to come out of Civil War too that I can think of. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Uh, not mm-hmm. a lot of contenders, honestly. Uh, no, I think the title is of this arc is 100% accurate. Deconstructing mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. it is breaking her down and building her back up into something that I think is different. I I, I think that is I I think the title I don't I mean we touched on this I think last week the change in title from Hulk and now from now on in trade in the, in, in uh, single issues, it will be she Hulk again, mm. uh, which I, I think the title of Hulk is actually pretty accurate in that it is a throwback to like silver age, incredible Hulk where mm-hmm. Bruce Banner and the Hulk were different people. And he was, it was the effort was to not unleash the Hulk to keep him inside yeah, and, and it feels feels like that's the uh, one of the uh, one of the I don't know conflicts that Jennifer mm-hmm. as a character is going through is that she has uh you know this Hulk inside, and when she does eventually change at the, in the in the last issue, it is much closer to that bestial Hulk than yeah. than you know the She Hulk forever was that she had she, control. Yeah. She had control of herself. She, she wasn't, was essentially. I mean, she treated it as like two different aspects in their life, but like Jennifer Walters and the She-Hulk were like the same thing. And yeah, completely different. 
I, I I definitely get what you're saying. I I don't know. That was what that's what I liked about it. You know that she could be both of these things at once, and it wasn't either or. And she's one of the few superheroes that was that. Yeah, that was why I liked her. That she was like she was like incredibly competent, badass lawyer, and like and incredibly competent superhero. Like I thought that was awesome. It, like well, her books always all the She Hulk books. Mm. Like going back to John Byrne's She Hulk books. Um. They were always more. They're lighter. They, yeah. They were. They had more comedy in them. Mm-hmm. They they had more like just talking, more di- like less punching, less superhero, dumb superhero mm-hmm. punching. It was always more about character, and there was room for comedy, and there was room for light moments. And this book is still has a lot of stuff, but it is not light. It is it, pretty dark. Yeah. It is. It is heavy, and I feel like that is also the t- like changing the name to She Hulk is feels like hey no it's closer to the what you know but no it's really not it is closer to a hulk style clash with some internal demon that you're trying to fight and that's why i think the title was actually pretty appropriate uh it probably just comes down to branding but that's uh, i am gonna say it's a hundred percent just branding you're gonna release it in trade and you want to not confuse the market so it's she hulk again Mm mm-hmm and that's really all it is. And also, maybe they're all there. Maybe this is a tease that they're going to bring back uh, Bruce Banner already. Um, I, don't I don't know. know. Well, I'm, Amadeus Cho's book is also just going to be The Incredible Hulk. It's not going to be the totally awesome Hulk again anymore. It's going to be Incredible Hulk. I was fine with it being the totally awesome Hulk. I, I, I was that as was well. Fun. It gives that book its own identity, which is what it yeah. is. Calling it the Incredible Hulk, because I think is also disingenuous. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- you mentioned the word trauma. I think that's the thing that I like most about this book. Mm-hmm. In that, she it, so so often like they they want to have their cake and eat it too with these superhero books a lot of the time. In that they want to push this stuff as real drama, real conflict, real war, real consequences. Hell, they call a book Civil War and then Civil War Two. Like, mm-hmm. war is in the title. Um, but then they just want to fill it with a lot of punching, and then there's nothing a- after the fact. The only thing that changes is maybe a character's dead, and they change the status quo that way. Or there's different laws, whatever. Characters have to be registered. There's new agencies that that don't really matter. But there's no, like, these people went to war with their friends, mm. with people they went fighting alongside against alien menaces or big bads for years theoretically and they don't they just laugh it off they just go ah, yep remember when we were fighting that wasn't that a thing and then this is actually I honest it feels like no this character who was incredibly competent at everything was knocked into a coma wakes up to find her cousin dead and there's real consequences to that where she is struggling to find an identity again and I, I don't, I, I think that if you're gonna portray these big events and these big situations and these, these, you know, the secret empire thing, currently, like, characters sh- should feel real consequences to their character, mm. not, not just to the status quo. So often it's just, hey, the status quo changed, so now this new book is about Captain America doing this instead. But it's nothing, Captain America doesn't change. He's the same. 
this is a, a real change, fundamental, for good or for ill. It shows how something like that would impact somebody or could impact someone. And if you're going to have the tone of these big bad, these big events and these big conflicts be serious, the consequences should be serious. I like that, but really I just don't want the event. Yeah, yes. I I mean, that's what I'm I mean, like. That's the thing. I just want them to be honest about what they're doing. Mm. You know, I, I don't, again, I don't want the event. And f- frankly, I'm okay with like big events. I where... think we're going to, we're going to get 10 sixes for every one of these. God, I mean, six, you're, it's going to be, I think it's going to, I mean, there's going to be good content and it's probably better that they just go big and silly and fun, you know? Well, I just, because I, I don't think that I don't, I mean, we're not, we're going to get one, one She-Hulk deconstructed and one journey into mystery, like maybe a year. And we're going to get a bunch of this other crap. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't think that ultimately it's pretty, um, it's interesting that this exists, that she was able to pitch this and like, let's do this touchy feely story about her fallout from civil war. I, I, I don't know. I think that given the shape of things recently that this exists and even though I did not want it at the first, I, still really respect what it's doing. I, I don't know. I would rather them just step around this entirely. I, I as as much as I like this, I don't think it's I don't think it's a direction I really want to, to mine with characters like this. I would read this book about a not like a, a I would this is a Jessica Jones story actually. Well you can't have Jessica Jones in your comic book because it's not Brian Michael Bendis. Eric, come on. Yeah. I don't. I don't want this comic of Prime Michael Bendis's writing it. Honestly, mm. I don't. Um, no, I mean, I think she did. She did fine. No, I think the writing is great. I think everything is great. No, I like. She's, I, she's I, very talented. The artist. The artist has done a wonderful job. I mean, there's there's not a lot bad I can see about this other than you know hashtag not my She Hulk. <laughs> that's a, and that's the question I was going to ask you. Mm. Um, because we talk about that a lot about. You know, we yeah. I talk we talk about with Spider Man. We talked about with Batman today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, about our conception of what our what are what these characters are, what they what they mm-hmm. mean, and when is it okay to change them and when it is not. Yeah, that's a that's a hard and nuanced position because I I think that she for what this team was trying to do and in this environment. I don't think this could have possibly been done better. I think it is pitch perfect, and I still would have rather it not existed. I mean, other than the fact that I read it and I enjoyed it. <laughs> in in terms of the shape of continuity and, like, you know, this actually happening to Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk becoming this, like, I find it interesting, but I don't. This is This is verging on superior Spider-Man territory for me. And that's a th- because I th- we touched upon it when we read Hawkeye. Yeah. Because Hawkeye, Clint Barton. Yeah. Oh, there's people like we read the Fraction Run, and neither of us have really much attachment to Hawkeye prior to that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we read the Hawkeye Run, and like a lot of people go, "Wow, this is really good. This is really yeah. interesting. This is a take. This is new. This feels like mm-hmm. a, a a comic book that should have always existed." Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people, 
who grew up with West Coast Avengers and Hawkeye, a different Hawkeye, a Clint yes. Barton that is not that Clint Barton. And that's how they view that Hawkeye book. Like you view this She-Hulk book. And they, they go, this isn't my, this isn't Clint. This is, Clint's not like, he doesn't have, this isn't him. He's, he's a wise ass who's challenging Captain America for leadership. Uh, he, who, he's not this, like, he's not a loser. He doesn't like, talk he does you know he he's not this guy and i think that the fraction hawkeye is the hawkeye now i think like or the mcu hawkeye but i don't think the mcu hawkeye barely exists honestly uh yeah the like in comics fractions hawkeye is 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 hawkeye now clint barton is the i think the definitive version of that character now uh i don't i don't know what i'm i'm I continue to read this book. I think it's really interesting. I'm really curious mm. about where where it takes Jennifer yeah. Walters. Uh, I don't know if that's just her status quo again, where she's hyper competent. Uh, I, I yeah, it might be. It might be at the end of the run. You know, whenever that is, she's she's come to terms with what happened to her and what happened to Bruce, and she is relatively normal again. And this is just a blip in her history. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes that is a, that's what happens is you get you get these little experiments with characters and then they just return to what everyone know knew them. But oftentimes you get that Hawkeye book where suddenly no, this is where they are from now on. This is how they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. And I th- that's interesting. I don't like that's the thing. Like I, it's a tenuous connection when you're working in these long established continuities about how do where well people complain about. The things aren't changing enough. I yeah. want, I want change in my character. I want something to actually matter to, to something impactful to happen. I don't want changes just in, it's like momentary changes in the status quo and then returns back to normal again after a year. I want characters to, to shift and move and you can look at big periods of time and say, this is what that character was in that time. Um, but also there's a lot of nostalgia in how I, like how I feel what Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. And how I feel what Batman is, and I go, what? Why are you? Why are you like the the current slot Spider Man? He's unrecognizable to me. He's a rich guy running a science. Like I liked the idea of Spider Man being married to Mary Jane, having eventually having a kid, and them being married, and then that all flew out the window. And now there's this. Like this doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like I'm living in an ultimate reality of Spider Man. It's, I, I have this internal argument with myself. It's like, well, why do you like this She-Hulk book? Is it because you just don't have that connection? You didn't read her when you were 13 years old? And that might be it. It might just be, I didn't read She-Hulk when I was 13. I didn't grow mm-hmm. attached to that version of a character. And so now when they fundamentally, or Hawkeye, it could be any of these characters. Yeah. I don't have that attachment so i'm fine with them meddling with them moving things and changing moving the puzzle pieces around and yeah showing the effects of whatever but i'm not as this, cool with that with spider-man this is a thing that i've been thinking about and it, it was it was the doctor who announcement that got me thinking about this today and it got me thinking about mastodon in particular and you remember you know maybe 2006 7 i think it was 2008 crack the sky came out when they pretty radically changed direction right Mm -hmm. um like i was so excited about that band 
and it was like my precious thing and I loved it so much. They're my favorite band. I bought everything I could. I would see every show. It was just, I don't know. I was prepared to love it forever. And then they changed. And I mean, it's never going to change back and other people liked it. And I don't know, to an extent, I think we have to do that with comics, even though like I really like the other She-Hulk. There's always going to be someone coming in and doing like the superior Spider-Man and people are going to like that. There's always going to be someone coming in and doing, you know, maybe you, I mean, I particularly, I like, I like Jane Foster Thor, but maybe you don't, you know, I know you do, but you know, the, the listener. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you don't, but it's, I, I, it's, it was never your thing to begin with really. You know, that's a hard thing to accept that, like, you just sort of you let it happen and you read it when you like it and you don't read it when you don't. That is what it is at the end of the day. I, I don't know. I, I think it is so interesting that we put so much of ourselves and so much of our, our dumb personality in the media that we like. And it changes and we're so fucking upset about it my precious thing has changed mm-hmm. you, i mean you, you develop, know you develop over ownership over it even though yeah, you and, don't own any of it yeah and i was crushed for so many years my favorite band changed and we've made fun of it many times you know i think we were both huge fans well you know what you you you, you fucking get over it and you find something different you find a new thing yeah you know People have been bitching about, like, all the problems in in the rap world for years. And that's the big thing now is, oh, these fucking kids, these mumble rappers, I fucking hate this thing. And all I'm like is, I don't know, I'm not having a hard time finding new and interesting hip-hop artists that I like. It's still out there. You can still find a thing, you know? And, I don't know, we're, we're a little... We're a little too shitty and precious. I think, like, I don't know, let let someone else enjoy a, a different kind of Doctor Who, a different kind of Hulk, a different kind of Spider-Man. I don't know. I, I Playing that card of, oh, that thing still exists. Yeah, it still, it still does exist. But, you know, you're, the things that you like are not you, I guess. It's actually kind of a small thing, you know, when you... you bank so much of your personality on your fandom and i don't know it's it's a shitty terrible entitled thing are you familiar with the this is i don't know this is just fan entitlement did you see the the fan entitlement about dream daddy are you familiar with what dream daddy is yes i am well aware of the dream daddy situation of yes. the which is really disgusting it's really i mean the 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 blowback from someone Mm -hmm. delaying a video game god forbid you have to wait a little bit longer for your video game it it just doesn't make it's just it's awful and and like it it's just it's toxic it's toxic fandom it is Mm -hmm. liking things so much that you think it's yours now and only yours and you should get exactly what you want out of it and that is Uh, you know when i mean uh, uh, there's there's always going to be some derp in every fandom that is a toxic fan that the fact that people are complaining about 
it's not my West Coast Avengers, like generic, boring Hawkeye. I mean, I think that that is almost like objectively a better thing that he has done, you know, in that in that new Hawkeye. It is way more interesting. And I certainly think that it's exactly what comics needed. But, you know, whatever. I I don't know. I guess everyone has has their fucking thing. Well, just I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's why it's, the fuck can't people just be cool? It's I mean, it's a hard thing. It's a hard. It's a thing I think we touch on a lot when we're in this podcast and in any of my podcasts. I'm constantly doing talking about the Simpsons every week and looking at that news group. Yeah, full, full of oh yeah, watching the best one of the best television shows of all time in its in its heyday, and they're complaining. Yeah, they still want like the three episodes from from season one. That they some reason latched on to. It doesn't make it's it's and that's the thing. Like it's and that's everywhere. That's everything mm-hmm. we're we're dealing with. In yes. this, as as fans change and grow and move, and they don't want to move on to a new thing. They want their same thing, and they want it to be yeah. that thing forever. Even though that thing is really just attached to a feeling they had, not really the thing yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think. What? I think a lot. I, 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 <laughs> I think I think people like certainly nowadays they just feel more and more irrelevant, you know. So when something like this changes, they got to get all goofy and butt hurt about it, you know. Never mind, you can go out and 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 make yourself relevant, or you know, make your own content, or make meaningful connections with people, or find new media, or what the fuck ever. There's, yeah, there's... No, let's just let's let's just let's just complain on the internet and m- m- mobilize a racist task force. UK seventeen. I mean, celebrate art you like. That's really all. You don't have to criticize and complain about things you don't like. Is like super try and, not hard. Yeah, just absolutely. Try and move on. It's a. It's a. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's always easy because you get it. Everyone gets attached to things they really like and things they grew up with. But just make that effort. And it's a thing like I purposely try and avoid. Uh, I. I don't like. I, I think. Episodes like this one where we have weekly floppies and four out of five books are things we don't like. It's generally not that. Usually it's, we usually like most of the stuff we read and I try mm-hmm. and keep it that way. Um, I think, and at least highlight the positives and stuff that we find maybe are conflicted about. Uh, yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I'm glad this Hulk book exists. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I'm glad it is adding something different to, a Marvel universe, which right now feels ex- extraordinarily like plain and everything feels very samey. Like uh, it feels like there's like maybe 10 books out of 60 that have unique voices. And then the rest feel kind of whatever. Mm. And this book is one of the ones that has a, 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 a unique voice that's saying something. Yeah. That it's not just saying, hey, here's superheroes, they're doing stuff. It is actually, it has a take, it has a perspective, mm-hmm. um, which I really value. I can, I, even though I would keep coming back to it's not the She-Hulk I would prefer, I do applaud it as what I think is a, a pretty good piece of art, you know? I think, uh, I think Tamaki is a, she's an artist to watch. I enjoy her thoroughly. Was it her cousin she did this one summer with? Correct, yes. Also a Tomaki? Yes, Jillian. Okay. 
Jillian Tomaki. Yeah, it's a that's a, a talented uh, that's a talented group, and I um, I I I don't know. I hope she writes good things. I think I would prefer to see her create her own worlds, but given the weird continuity restraints on this, she's done an impressive job. I do just kind of wish she would keep her hands off my precious little thing, though. <laughs> but whatever. You have anything else you want to add, Eric? Not really. So, folks, that was uh, She-Hulk deconstructed by uh, uh, Mer- Mer- How- Tamaki. Is that the right way? I I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mariko Tamaki and Nico Leon. I, th- you- I think that's fine. Okay. I'm trying. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing God Country. Donnie Cates and uh, Jeff Shaw. Old Donnie. Old Donnie. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Suggest you guys read along with us. It's a great comic book. I'm interested to see uh, what we talk about with it. And that'll do it for us this week. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at hbcr. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Please, uh, you know, like us, follow us, do all those cool things. Uh, go on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Radio or whatever they're calling that thing now. Uh, <laughs> Stitcher. Any of those places, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a uh, five-star review, subscribe, tell your friends. All those things add up, help us out, help us find new listeners, which we really appreciate. You can find me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? It's a great question. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com, and you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Twitter and my Instagram, where I am known on each as Easy Good Night. That, folks, will call today. Have a good one. Rock and roll. <laughs>